beginning today a series in hospitality. For the next four weeks, we'll be looking at hospitality as a fundamental biblical principle for what God has done for us and what is a critical part of loving our neighbors. And I call this series Jesus Living. And if you saw the the graphic, you picked up probably that I'm making a play on Southern Living magazine. You know, uh, we, we Southerners pride ourselves on our hospitality. And of course, Southern Living magazine is largely around hospitality and what it, uh, what it talks about and portrays ways to live hospitably. But, you know, I've not often heard the church talk about hospitality as a core principle for the way that we are called to live. The pineapple, as Miss Eugenia was telling us, is a quintessential image of Southern hospitality. Now, I, I know that a lot of us probably think of it as a Hawaiian fruit, but it was actually imported to Hawaii from the Americas. Pineapples were found originally in America, according to Beth McKibben of Southern Kitchen. The pineapple started as a symbol of hospitality uh, early in the uh, 15th century, but it was primarily for the very wealthy. Columbus found it here in the New World and brought it to Europe, and then explorers and colonists began to to, to bring them back to Europe and, and ship them to Europe, and it was prized by royalty. Each pineapple would be worth thousands of dollars. And when it was uh, offered at a royal banquet, was a, a show of, of wealth and, and an extravagant welcome, but it was also tied in with systems of colonial injustice and monarchy. But by the 19th century, pineapples became more widely available and cultivated. They became a more universal symbol for hospitality and welcome because they were still a luxury but more available to to more people. So you could show your guests when you invited them into your home how much you wanted to welcome them, how much you valued their presence when you had a luxurious pineapple as the centerpiece of your table and then later served it as a dessert. In Charleston, sea captains returning from long voyages would skewer a pineapple with a sword onto their front doors and let their neighbors know that they had returned from a voyage and that the time was right for the neighbors to come and enjoy the hospitality enjoy the fruits of their voyage, and hear their stories of the sea. I think this image of that story is very similar to the image that Jesus is painting in our scripture today for the disciples. Our reading is from the gospel according to John in the 14th chapter. I invite you to stand for the honor and respect of the gospel reading. I begin at the first verse. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. 
Believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again, and I will take you to myself. So that where I am going, there you may be also. And you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Jesus paints an image that like the sea captains of Charleston, he's returning home from a long journey. And when he arrives there, he's beginning to prepare for a party. And everyone is invited to come and to share in the hospitality of God. Jesus, in in this passage, is talking to his disciples before the Last Supper. I'm sorry, after the Last Supper, in the upper room, preparing to move from there to go and pray with him in Gethsemane. He's telling them of his impending death. Not only that, of their betrayal, their abandonment, their denial of him that is to come. And in the face of this tragedy, in the face of death and sin, Jesus is making a promise, telling them, do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let what's about to happen get you all the way down. Not to your core. Instead, keep believing that I am who I am and that I'm going to do what I said I was going to do with God's help. And then he uses this hospitality metaphor. He says, think of my death and resurrection and ascension like this. I'm returning home after a long journey. And I'm going to get everything ready for you to come to. My home will be your home. It's like when you meet someone out on a long trip, maybe, or or a journey, a vacation, and you tell them, hey, if you're ever in Greenville, you've got a place to stay. This is the best kind of hospitality. This is the pineapple kind of hospitality. It says that the absolute best of what I have, I give to you. I've prepared my home and opened it to you to offer you the best of best of what I have. When Jesus invites you in, his home is your home. This is a fundamental theme of the gospel. That God loved the world so much 
he gave the best of what he had. His only son. So that we can make our home with God. The disciples would learn as they lived through Jesus' death by crucifixion, and then they reflected back on it in the years to come, they would learn that Jesus himself is the sign of God's hospitality. Hung out on the cross for the world to see. Skewered with a sword so that everyone would know it's time to come home. Things that prevent us from coming home have been defeated. Jesus says that when you see me hanging on the cross, don't trust your eyes, but trust God and trust me that I am going back to where I came from, to my Father in heaven, to the place where God is. Now, it would take three days in the tomb and 40 days resurrected here on earth for Jesus to finally return to where God is. But now he is there. Now and forevermore, Jesus makes a home with God and makes that home our home by interceding with the Lord, with the Father, to forgive us for our sins. Because nothing sinful can make a home with God. So Jesus is there. The resurrected Christ. So that each of us can make a home in heaven with God. If we repent of our sin and accept the forgiveness and grace that God has offered in Jesus Christ. Because of the grace of God in Jesus Christ. You are now welcome. You are welcome to make a home with God. And Jesus continues. His promises don't stop there. He promises even more than that to return and to show us the way there. Here, I don't think he's just referencing the resurrection, although that is a return. I think he's referencing the gift of the Holy Spirit because in just a few verses later, he says, whoever loves me will keep my word. My Father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. Once we have accepted and been baptized into the forgiveness of Christ, Jesus returns to us by the Holy Spirit and makes a home within us. By the Holy Spirit, we have a home, a place of safety, a place of protection and grace and forgiveness, a place of generous, overflowing, luxurious welcome within our own hearts. Sometimes we are despised and rejected within ourselves. We are foreigners to ourselves, and yet Jesus has come within us and says, find your home here. 
find your, your grace here. It begins here. Our salvation begins here. Our welcome begins here within our own selves and then within our church community. There it is that the Holy Spirit has built a home. There it is that the Holy Spirit builds hospitality within us. And as we learn to love ourselves, to welcome ourselves in a new way, then we may learn to love our neighbors as ourselves. Jesus says, the way is not complicated because it is through your own heart. When Jesus promises, I am the way, the truth, and the life, he is both comforting us in the face of death and showing us the way to live a true life in the world. Don't be troubled. In the face of coronavirus and pandemic, in the face of lockdown and injustice, in, in the face of closed schools and quarantines, don't be troubled in the face of lost jobs and injustice and unrest. Don't even be troubled in the face of death itself. Don't be troubled. Instead, find your home inside of you, the home that Jesus has made in your heart, and rest secure in that hospitality. We can be assured that we have a true home that Jesus prepares for us in heaven, and that death itself cannot take that home away. And we can be assured that we are not here simply waiting to die to and receive that home. That by the Holy Spirit, Jesus is coming to be with us, come within us to make that home a little slice of heaven in us. Jesus is the way to our eternal home and the way to live now. Jesus' hospitality is truth. Truth about our eternal and forever reality and truth about the world now. And Jesus' life is the life that never ends. And that life is the hospitality of Jesus which starts in us now and starts among us now and continues beyond, beyond death and through eternity forever and ever. Thanks be to God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God making a home together in eternal love and welcoming us into that home forever and ever. Amen.